Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Have you been thinking of becoming Saints a Saints Happy, Saints happy Hour, happy hour patron? We have so an we offer can you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting Saints on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will respond to your No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our boost bundle welcome gift up to the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to SaintsHappyHour.com. Amazing swag sign up today. So do Podcast it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. You can at get SaintsHappyHour.com by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news, podcasts, Saints player grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel, where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour and no you get our world famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another and we ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up to today. Saints Happy Hour podcast. Stick it in you. e All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's that time of week where we do our Twitter's Spaces post game show. The Saints lost 13 to nothing to the 49ers. First time the Saints have been shut out in 21 years. Andrew, you I, I know you say I'm a prisoner of the moment. And I've watched maybe thousands of Saints games. I don't know. Since I've been like eight years old. Maybe thousands. I don't know. This game from start to finish was the worst agonizing Saints experience of my life. I've seen them lose heartbreakers. I've seen them lose on Hail Marys. I've seen them lose playoff games. But this game, it was like sticking your a fork into an electrical socket over and over again. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it except it had... They did nothing right. The officials screwed them. Just bad. I and, and the only thing they did right was play hard for 60 minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said it. And look, it's hard for me not to go back to the Chris Olave. It is. Right, right, out, right from jump. Right from jump, like right out of the gate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that because you know what? Like, we could say, oh, that play didn't matter. The Saints sucked anyway, and they had four nope, plays nope, 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 inside nope. the five. Like, no, I, I'm sorry, but like, it, I, until you explain to me how that isn't a catch, I don't feel like I can get past that and think about anything else that relates to this game. Because at that point, I don't even remember what the score seven was. To, was. Seven to three. It was six, three to yeah. nothing. Well, well, yeah. I mean, they, we never scored, but yeah. yeah. So it was like, 
But, like, they're at the five-yard line. To me, it looks like Olave catches the football, takes three steps, falls to the ground, the ball pops out as his, as his forearm hits the ground, and they call it incomplete. Like, and, and here's the kicker. It was called a catch. Yes, it was. So, so the ref determined through replay that there was indisputable video evidence that that wasn't a catch. And, like, I know we talk about this all the time. Like, what is a catch? And, like, I don't even know what a catch is anymore, all that. But, like, like based on the definition, to me, like, I don't, I, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't see he made a football move. He took multiple steps with possession of the football. I don't see how you – and I'll tell you another thing. Earlier in that drive, I think it was the same drive, there was a throw – I don't know if you remember this – to Rashid Shahid that, that he caught at about midfield. Yeah. Where he makes the catch, he goes to the ground, and the ball pops up. And I'll be honest, like that play was way closer to not being a catch than the Alave one. Yeah. In fact, if they, if they had reviewed that and not given the catch to, to uh, Shahid, I wouldn't have been that surprised. And they, they let that one stand. Yeah. Here, so here's I, a, here's I, dude, a, dude, I am, I am at a complete loss. And like, to me, like, I don't even, like, we don't even know how this game goes. If that catches is, is up. Be, because, because here's the thing. Even if the saints don't punch it in, which we know they had a lot of issues, right? It's still three, three. And here's the thing with that play, Andrew, when they were reviewing it, it didn't even cross my mind when they went to the review that it wasn't a catch. I was like, oh, shit, they're going to say he fumbled. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, if they reverse this and say it's a fumble, I'm, we're going to crime. I Like, uh, I, I know I looked, that I the Saints have had bigger calls go like, against them. The, the, Alante, the Alante Taylor pick, like, you know, you look at that again, like, yeah, you, you know, like, they're, they're, Chris Harris is being physical, but, like, they were letting that go all, all day. So why 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 they decided on that play? And, and I, I will say, like, there was some horrible officiating both ways. On yeah, that. I like mean, the Saints the hit whole, Jimmy G the in the head a bunch of right times. After, right like after the pick, right after the pick, they they call a phantom makeup holding call on the 49ers that was absolutely terrible. Yeah, They're, late in the game when the Saints got in, in, in a 49er territory, they run a blatant pick play where Kevin White takes out Alave's dude. And it sets up like that deep ball that they get to get him inside the 10. They, they don't throw a flag there. I was like, well, if they're not going to big play, like, go, please run it again. I don't know why the Saints didn't run it again. It, it worked and they didn't throw a flag. So, like, it, it, I, there, there were examples in that game, I think, where the Saints were fortunate. But, like, the, the roughing penalty on Roach were like, Garoppolo's out of the pocket and, like, he's tackling him as he throws. Like, Dude, it was just like Camara gets lit up in the helmet. The dude, he, he's a defenseless receiver. The dude leads with the crown of his helmet, takes Camara's head off, no flag. Like it was just unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Of, like you, and, and like to me, the Olave call was the worst of all of it. But like if you go through this game, like I, I think you could present this at, at a conference and show like how to officiate a game in a horrific way and this would be at the top of the list the top of the I list. mean, ab- absolutely horrible i know i know the no call meant more and i know there's other calls against the saints that have been bigger but i'm just talking about like the purity of a fucked up call like the most egregious refereeing decision when you take out the 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 stakes 
the Olave calls as bad as I've ever seen. Like, now, as- okay, so so yes, I totally agree. So you know, we've said our piece about the officiating. It was embarrassing. It was horrible. I thought it affected the game. There, there was a sequence where they threw like a flag on four plays in a row, and and they clearly they they just wanted to be a part of the show, and and, and they couldn't yeah. get enough. And so but- flag after flag, and so. So we, we've set our piece on the officiating. Now I'm going to get to the Saints and, like, Will Lutz missing a field goal. And, my God, man, when they were down at the five, I was thinking about, man, how valuable that three points would have been. That's right. For it to be 13-3 when they were inside the five with, like, 12 minutes left. So that field goal, was that miss was huge. And, uh, you know, Taysom Hill lets the ball go right through his hands. Juwan Johnson. Camara. Camara gave the game away twice and two just awful fumbles. And the second one, it pops up and goes right through Juwan Johnson's hands. I mean, and then Juwan Johnson later drops a touchdown pass. Like, Juwan Johnson was terrible in this game. Alvin Kamara was absolutely awful in this game. Gave the game away. And it's it's just unbelievable that the Saints didn't score. It's, it's weird, and I know people are going to bang on – when the Saints don't score, they're gonna they're gonna want a quarterback change, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna die on this hill. But I thought Andy Dalton was kind of okay in this game. He wasn't great, but like, he was under a lot. He was under a lot of pressure, like last week. And I, I thought he did a good. I thought Hurst was just getting yeah. manhandled by Bosa, and you know he he was doing a good job getting the ball out pretty quickly. I mean, he missed some guys like Andy Dalton. Like at this point, he is what he is. We know what he yeah. is. He, he's not he's not great. But, like, of all the games he's played this season, this this wouldn't be the worst. And I, I just thought his offensive line, his receivers, Kamara, everyone around Andy Dalton let him down. And I, I am not an Andy Dalton apologist, and I've come out and I, I've said when he was awful, I called for him two weeks ago to be replaced after – not after the Ravens game. What was the game after that? It was the – Whatever, I forget. My brain is yeah, he, he was ter- yeah, mush. Uh, he was terrible in that the game. The Pittsburgh I game. For him to be replaced. After Pittsburgh, correct, yeah. I called for him to be replaced. He wasn't. Uh, I thought he was lights out last week. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. Best game of the season against the Rams. I actually thought he was pretty good in this game. Pretty good. You know, there, there were moments where it's like, ah. But, like, you know, Olave let him down. Like, it, Olave, you know, I guess, well, first of all, that was a catch and the ref screwed him. But, like, on, like a player two later – he throws a ball, 50-50 ball. Lave's got to he's got to go make that play. So like, look, I just thought it was a colossal from top to bottom on offense. Everyone failed Andy Dalton today. And I I like this is the one time this season that I will make excuses for him because I thought Andy Dalton played well enough for the Saints to win this game and everyone around him failed him. Yeah, and listen, let's get to some people freaking about football what you got for us. Uh, th- that was one of the most painful experiences. Pain is, and painful had. Saints experience of my life. How bad, how bad do you feel for the defense who gives up 13 points, who had a who had a goal line stand on fourth down to prevent the 49ers from scoring there? The only touchdown that the San Francisco 49ers scored in this game was a fluke tip ball. That's right. Yeah. Just like miraculously lands in the guy's lap. So... I mean, how bad do you feel for the defense that they fought and they played their guts out against a team that everyone was ready to crown? And 
they almost pulled off this upset on the road yeah. because of how well the defense played. I mean, the defense, you can't ask anything. The, the defense was a little bit shaky a couple of times in the first half on third and longs. But the thing is, the Saints kept pinning the 49ers deep because of punts and because of not freaking scoring inside the 10. And the defense just wouldn't freaking give it up. They just kept fighting and fighting, freaking about football. And the thing that, that, the thing that made this game extra agonizing is Tampa goes to Cleveland and gacks it up in the last 20 seconds loses and you're sucked back in because you're like if you win Saints you're a half game out you're a half game out of first if you're tied in the win column and that's why you're you're just you 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 don't have you know if Tampa had won and if Tampa had like pulled up and they were the two or three games ahead of the Saints maybe today we laugh about this and we're like Jesus just 2022 just just end already but you look at it you're like win this game it's right there for you and they just they just couldn't well, this game is just like emblematic of the it entire is. season. Like they're oh, never going to get blown out. They're always going to be just right there, and it's just never going to happen. And like I feel like this is like just Dennis Allen's. Just this is probably going to be Dennis Allen's like career here. We're never going to get like blown out forty-five to nothing, and and we kind of want to because you know the minute <laughs> it happens, he's going to get fired, and it's just never going to happen. And you're going to have another year of this, and. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to stay on here long because I'm a bit under the weather, but, like, this was awful. This weekend's been awful. The Pelicans got uh, uh, got ki- uh, killed. I know that LSU fans are feeling awful. I thought Tulane had a victory, and now their coach is leaving. So this is a great weekend, y'all. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Freaking terrible. Thank you for freaking about football. Joey, what you got? What What do you got for us? Hey, guys. Um, Yeah, painful is the right word for that. Um, I just don't get one thing. Like, the last two possessions, like, you know, inside the five-yard line, not running Taysom That's what I was once, like. Not even really running once either. Like, you well, throw it four straight times. Well, well they, it was, they the tried, run game they, was so they, bad, they, right? They tried on first and goal from the five. They tried to run with Kamara. got stuffed at the line of scrimmage. 22 carries, 63 yards. I mean, the Saints were getting nothing done on the ground. So, at one point – Joey, Ralph texted me that. He's like, you got to run with Taysom here. And I'm like, man, I got to be honest. I'm not even sure what play call. I, I like, I don't even know. You, what, you know what it was? Went. You know what it was time for, Andrew? It was time to get freaking cute because you couldn't throw it. You couldn't run it. It was time to get cute and stupid. That's Maybe, what. I, yeah, halfback pass. Halfback pass. Yeah, yeah, Taysom yeah. pop pass. Something, something that... Knowing how the Saints' luck would have been today, like it would have been a, a disaster. Oh, and one got, more thing. One more I thing got, for y'all. I got to say, there was a lot of fourth and shorts that they punted on. Yeah. And I just felt, I feel like, you know, Dennis Allen, like he doesn't roll the dice like Sean Payton does. Yeah, I feel like they did. I feel like they didn't, Joey, the, and I tweeted this before the game. I said, Saints, please play like an underdog today. Be aggressive. Take some risks. Be a little reckless. And they just weren't. They didn't play like a nine-point underdog, and it was frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I was screaming the first drive of the game for uh, for the Saints to go for it. But back to that last possession, too, that they stopped us on, I thought Bosa jumped off sides on that. On totally, that he goal. totally did. He, he did. was he 100% did. Yep. off sides. Add that, add that thing. Hey, thanks, Joey. And, hey, add that to the list <laughs> added, of uh, horrific calls. The blunder, yeah. Add that to the freaking list. We, we're going to have to move through people quickly because we have a ton of requests 
Uh, let's, so one comment and you're out. We're going to have to move this along quickly. Let's go to Bud Rich. Unmute yourself. What you got? Oh, what'd you say, uh, Juge? I didn't quite hear you. Go. You got 30 seconds, Bud Rich. You got a ton ton of people that want to ran and get therapy. (sighs) You know what? If we can't fucking catch a ball, there (laughs) props in we could imagine. I mean, I think Dalton did okay for what we asked, kind of what Juge said. I got to give credit to the defense, especially Zach Bond doing something. That's right, Zach Bond. Zach no shenanigans for him to get a turnover. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I thought I thought Zach Bond was good. You know, it's funny when Taysom Hill – and thanks, Bud Rich. When Taysom Hill dropped that, that football, like what immediately went into my head is that's not the guy you throw to in that situation. He doesn't have the ball skills. That's right. He, do, he doesn't have like – he's a quarterback. He's not a tight end. It's like – that's not the guy I go to in that situation. But then I'm like, man, Jawan Johnson has let you down so many times. I'm like, eh, you got to try something different. That's right. You know? So uh, it's just, yeah, I, I, yeah. anyway, it's, uh, KB, unmute yourself. We haven't talked to you in a while. It's good to hear from you. What's up? Yeah. Hey guys. Um, Jimmy G is still trash, by the way. He is a trash quarterback and he's going, he's going to cost San Francisco in the playoffs. He will. He's it's trash. Okay. He can come to New York. It's okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, I don't know if you guys noticed or had any concerns about some of the personnel packages on the field at times. I don't understand the Taysom Hill placements on the field. Yeah. And then you see the 49ers like in a base or they put eight in the box and they're just like, yeah, hey, we're going to do the same thing over again and like just hope it works. No. Can- and. KB, thanks. That's a great point. Andrew, the, that frustrated me for no end is that we heard all week the Saints are like, we're done with Taysom at tight end. We're gonna, we got to get the ball in his hands more. And they did it tight end. It seemed like they did it more today than any time. Yeah. I mean, they tried Taysom Power. Just, it really wasn't working today. Uh, by the way, Trevor Penning was a disaster. <laughs> he really I, I, was. I thought it. I thought his jumbo snaps were absolutely awful. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, pace and power. They tried it a bunch. I love – It just r- really wasn't working. I, lo- I uh, did love on the fourth down when they had him in on fourth and it was like fourth and two, and they did the pass. They got bailed out with the pass interference. I did love that call because San Francisco was clearly selling out for the pass, and that was a play where Taysom just made shit happen with his legs. Yeah. Uh, Bill Bixby, uh, you're our resident Tampa fan. Unmute yourself. You you must be feeling pretty good after Tampa gagged that one up and the NFC South just can't make them pay for it. Man, I was just going to say both our teams are equally ass. But, uh, <laughs> y'all are so – y'all are so – we the Saints didn't score, but my God, Tampa's bad on offense. I just – yeah, and we don't want to say Brady's wash, but everybody, it's, it's, it's like saying Candyman and Mirror three times. But, um, <laughs> Bill, but Bill, also, Bill, real quick, how do you feel about Tristan Works? Because the offensive line for Tampa was already super beat up and they were struggling to block people, and now you lose your best guy, and, and he was carted off. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of making done. the assumption that he's probably done. So where do the Bucks go from here offensively? And, and they're missing Fournette, like – do you think there's no – in terms of their blocking up front, do you feel like there's nowhere to go? I think at this time of year you're done. So that means it's going to be more Brady check downs and running backs. It's, you know, <laughs> but, but, it, but, I'll, but I'll say it's about watching you guys today, kind of flipping back and forth. 
This is where sometimes Dennis Allen shorts himself as a leader of men. Like you guys were saying, you're already a t- pretty much a 10-point underdog pretty much. No one expects you to win. You got injuries out the yin yang. Go for it, especially when your defense been balling. Yeah, Just like, be aggressive because you're losing anyway. And I think that shows your team sometimes that, hey, I'm going to empty every every chamber of this gun. I'm going to throw the kitchen sink, win or lose. But that's all I have, gentlemen, man. Yeah. Hey, keep up the Thanks, Bill. Hey, I mean, thanks, yeah, Bill. that's the thing that was frustrating, Andrew. It's like do something to try to change the – tenor of the game the momentum or whatever and and that's how I, 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 I don't think there's anything positive you can say you know coaching chris harris man like that penalty but by, by the by the way uh, i think it was uh shaheed he, he gets nailed out of bounds the exact same way chris harris does I'm yeah going back to the officiating yeah. again but just but I, I i thought the flag on chris harris was fair i i, I thought he hit him out of bounds yeah I that was a fair call but like yeah, I mean, Chris Harris, back-to-back weeks now that he has absolutely killed the Saints with, with dumb penalties like that. I mean, that just can't happen. Um, J- Jacob, uh, unmute yourself. What are you thinking? All right. Dennis Allen, I'm so, so done. So done. Well, Every single time you're, I you're, see you're his face. You're going to feel this way for a while, Jacob, because I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, he's not getting fired out. No, 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 no. It's, the, it's whenever it, whenever the camera cuts to his face <laughs> on the sideline and he has the most just bland motherfucking smug face on his face. I don't understand how this man has emotions. I'd rather have the <laughs> clapper Jason Garrett. <laughs> he, you know, I got to say, Dennis Allen looks like a deer that's about to get his head ripped off by a Cadillac on the freeway. It's just like, it's just like, Oh, I guess I'm going to get killed. Like, (laughs) like what, like what are we doing? Yeah. Like, like if he had to run out of the side of a car, he wouldn't do it. I would, I would, I would. And also Chris Harris needs to be cut. Yeah, I, I gotta say, man, and thanks, Jacob. I, I feel like Dennis Allen, like he, he's gonna be the coach. So there, there's no, I mean, I, I don't think he's getting fired. And like, give the Saints some credit. Like they're playing for him. You know, at four and seven, if there was any doubt about the effort level, this team, like they have terrible penalties. They, they beat themselves. They miss field goals. They give the ball away. Uh, this game, yet you know, once again, when you look at the two Camara fumbles. One one of them from the one freaking yard line where yeah. they're about to score. And then Jawan Johnson, like, goes right through his hands. Like, I mean, that, that that's it in a nutshell. Like, Teron Matthew, he gets his hand on a football. It lands right in the 49ers guy's lap. He's laying on the ground, and he just catches it, right? Yeah. And then on the other side, the ball pops up out of Kamara's hands, and it goes right through Jawan Johnson's hands. Like, that's it in a nutshell. Like, the Saints aren't aren't catching those balls in the air, those jump balls. They're never making those plays. And the other team is. And it's, it's like this every week. It's why the Saints only have two interceptions on the year. It's why the Saints lead the NFL in giveaways. And, like, that's just how the season's gone. And, like, I, I don't see any reason why that's going to change. But with, as far as Dennis Allen is concerned, I just think that it, he, he's going to stay because it, it's not like the wheels are coming off. And, look, I, I think it, it, if the Saints struggle next year – there's a chance he could get fired as early as midseason, but I just I don't see him. Yeah, like that. Like the I thing is with the Saints, like they had maximum effort today. Like they they had every reason at like 
four different points in the second half to be like, bleep this and just quit and just let the – I mean, honestly, like I watched all these other teams on our schedule, forgetting the Eagles for a second, but like Tampa, Atlanta, Carolina, like the Saints are looking in the mirror against all those teams. Yeah, it's and, like, and, and for one week to the next, we could lose to any of those teams. We could beat any of those here's, teams. So here's like, the most frustrating thing with the Saints. If they just had won one more, like not even today, like if they had, if they had just beat Carolina or won one more freaking game, they would go into next Monday night and you'd be like, we beat Tampa and we get to f- to six and seven, or you know, we're right. We're right in control of our destiny. And shit, right, Andrew, let's keep, they... let's, let's let's keep it moving. X hoops PR guy, uh, unmute yourself. What's going on, people? I this is my first time calling into this spaces, and uh, longtime Saints fan who lives in Atlanta. So, does anybody want the NFC South? No, no one wants it. <laughs> no one deserves it. I mean, I watched them before the Saints debacle, and they're throwing the ball uh, on a third down play when they were efficient running the ball all day long, and they had control of the clock and everything. That, that's enough about them. Then the Saints come with this last series of plays, and they decide to run or pass the ball on each and every one of them with not a single running play. I understand Kamara wasn't in the game. I understand they didn't want to, for whatever reason, let Taysom run the ball then. But the old Tim Tebow, Tebow jump pass Anything. would have been perfect yes. to use in that yeah. situation. I mean, it, uh, it. I don't know what people – while we're saying – while some of you are saying, uh, I want Dennis Allen gone, and I understand why there may be some reason to bring him back next year. But what about Pete Carmichael? What in the hell is this man doing? I have had enough of him on the sidelines with this, well, well, with this yeah, unit. So that, that's a good point. And, and thanks, thanks for jumping in. You know, I, I do, I, I do think as far and Ralph, I'm curious about your, your point here, your, your thoughts here. Like once the season's over, I, I believe that Dennis Allen will have his job, but I don't know that he's going to be able to get through this completely unscathed in the sense that he may have to offer a sacrifice to the gods. Right. Loomis may tell him like, dude, I'm going to let you keep keep your job. We're going to run this back together. But, like, I've got to be able to ex- explain this to Gail. I've got to That's be right. able, for, for PR reasons, to show the fan base that this is who we blame this season on. And whether it's Pete Carmichael or, or someone else, like, he's going to have to offer that pound of flesh. So I'm just curious yeah, at this point, I, it could, could it be Pete Carmichael? I, here's the thing, or, though. Here, and here's the thing with Dennis Allen that's, that, that really – scares me i do not trust that man to hire an offensive coordinator like i know you hate pete and i know you want him gone because his goal line plays today were maddening and he's not he's not sean payton and he kind of he knows the sean payton notes but he doesn't know how to sing the song i know he frustrates us but andrew i'm telling you dennis allen firing pete carmichael and then Interviewing a bunch of offensive coordinators scares me to death. Because don't he for already, a second think they can't it, regress. Don't for a second think they can't. He already he already did that once. Interviewed a bunch of offensive guys and then went back and to they, Carmichael. And they were all oh, really, really underwhelming. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. 
Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. Uh, AJ, unmute yourself. What you got? I don't know. I just, I'm sitting here watching this game today and it, every week it seems like a new problem. You know, we already talked about the referees. We already talked about the offense and I don't, every week I'm stuck looking at my TV, wondering, do I look to the future and hope for next season when we have everybody back healthy, fingers crossed, or do I still pray that the NFC South somehow falls into our lap? And I just there's I don't know which way to go anymore. I don't know because well, I'll, I'll said, tell you this: you said the fourth quarter and it looks close. The NFC South is going to suck again next year. Like I know, like Tom Brady's not going to probably be with Tampa, and even if he is, like, do you think Tampa's going to be any better? I don't. Atlanta, and by the way, AJ, thanks thanks for joining us, Andrew. Atlanta, yeah, they have cap space. Whoop de doo, but. The more I look at Arthur Smith, the more I'm like, that dude, what tells me he's a good coach? Eh, you know, yeah. Carolina, Carolina's, they're same record as the Saints, but like, they might botch the hire again. They have no quarterback. So, uh, you know, and by the way, by the way, I know we're hurting today. And before we get to the other, other people, I know we're hurting today. I know this Saints game was agonizing and exhausting and all of it. But I'm going to tell you, it could be worse. You could be a Broncos fan. They suck to high heaven, and they are married to Russell Wilson to the tune of $250 million. So it could be worse. Trill, what you got for us? Hey, guys. Um, I mean, a lot of what I was looking at today was just – you know, we could talk about how, you know, it just seemed like bad luck or whatever that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, balls being in the air didn't go our way. But, I mean, one thing to me that that really screams is just lack of attention to detail. You know, mm-hmm. like, Andrew, like you were saying earlier, you know, where Jawan Johnson, he has the fumble in the end zone when we need a touchdown and it just slips through his hands. Um you know, passes literally going off of people's face masks and the side of their helmets. And then on the flip side, when you look at, um, you know, when Tyran Matthew tipped that ball uh, and the other Jawan guy, uh, he catches it in the end zone. Like to me, that's just attention to detail. Like that's just understanding, you know, that each possession matters. And if the ball is in the air, then you still have to give 100% effort well, do what you have to do. I don't know. And- Trill, I feel like that's luck. But what I will tell you is attention to detail is not hitting the guy out of bounds like Chris Harris did. 
and not running Alvin Kamara at the end of the half, and he limps off. And I know, look, it worked out okay because he didn't get injured, but that is attention to detail. The other things you're like, eh, it's just bad luck. But, like, there's there's a lot to to bang on Dennis Allen if you want to bang on him. Yeah, if you're going to run Kamara in that situation, why not just kneel the ball? Yeah. Just kneel it. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Trill, thank you. Appreciate uh, you, you chiming in. Let's go to Justin. Uh, Justin Trillson, unmute yourself. What you got? Hey, thanks, guys. For uh, let me talk real quick. Um, back to what you guys are saying about um, you know Da. Like he sat in a room for for eight hours with Eric Bieniemy, and then still gave his offensive coordinator job to a guy who told him he didn't want the job. Well, um, no, he, no, well, the, no, sa- no, no, the no, Saints. He, he, were, he, was, he was interviewing for the head coaching job. Yeah, like I don't think DA. I don't think no, DA like the 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 enemy was never coming here to be a OC. No. Okay, well, I mean, regardless, he gave the job to a guy who told him specifically he didn't want the job. Like they told him he <laughs> didn't want true. the job, and they That's came true. back, and he still gave it to him anyway. Why would you give the? Why would you give your second your second runaround as a head coach after you failed miserably? You're, you're getting your second chance, and a guy tells you, I don't want the job. And you're like, you know what, pal? You're getting it. And then back to what you said earlier, you know, uh, I read a couple articles this week about the Saints were saying that, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're kind of behind the eight ball, and we're going to have to really go for it and let it loose and, and do whatever we can. And fourth and one, fourth and three, and we punt. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great point, and I I, I did think the Saints were a little gun shy today. They were, yeah, they kept they were, uh, the, in the part. They're conservative the, in the poker terms. They kept folding when they had a pair of tens and a pair of jacks. Like it's not perfect. Like it's not like you're holding aces, but like eventually, like you got to say, I got a decent hand. It's go time, and they just never did it. It's it was annoying. God. Yeah, King King Petty, unmute yourself. What you got? What's up, guys? I remember uh, I came on here and uh, Ralph asked me a question. I think it was after we lost to the Bengals. If, uh, you know, the Saints were going to go over under seven wins this season. And, uh, you know, I said under. Yeah. And uh, we're, doing a, we're doing a great job of trying to do that one. And it's not, about, right. being a, it's, it's not about being an optimist or a pessimist. It's about being a realist. We're just a bad football team right now. And yeah. until lots of changes start being made, ain't nothing going to change. And I'm forever going to be the Popeye's lady in my profile pic because I'm tired. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I got to say. Thank you, Fatty. Mike drops. You know, and uh, you know, Matt, Ralph, I'll ask you this. I mean, let, let, let's let's talk about Jameis for a second. Um, you know, I I was in favor of Andy starting this week. I, I've always said, you know, that I would take it week to week, and and I, I thought he shouldn't have started last week, but then he played amazing, and I said he should start this week. Uh, you know, my. I have to review the game tape, and I know Andy missed some missed some throws, but overall, when I look at his performance in this game, I feel like he did enough offensively for the Saints to win the game, and I thought he was well supported by the defense. And unfortunately, the play up front, the running game, the fumbles, the drop passes, all of it, like he was just completely let down by everyone around him, including his play caller. I think, but so. Ralph, I mean, I guess my question here is like, do you consider Jameis for this game coming up? They play Tampa next, and like, no, we know we know Jameis wants to do well against Tampa, but like, do you consider going to Jameis at this point? No, I, I, here's I, my I, I thing. Be honest, like, I, I'm kind of at a loss. First I think I look at this and I'm like, I have no idea. What we should I do. think, I think. Listen, 
they're still only a game and a half out of first. Say whatever you want. But if they win Monday night, they'll be tied with Tampa in the loss call in the win column. Win column. In yep. the win column for first. If you go to Tampa and Andy Dalton loses, it's over. And you're four and nine and it's over. And you have a bye. And I think after the bye, you play Jameis for a month. Because here's the thing. If you're going to cut Jameis, he's going to count like eight to ten million on your cap next year. So you play Jameis, and you have to see. Not that I think Jameis can be the quarterback of the future and is the guy. No, but I think you have to see about Jameis. You have to see like, hey, can we count on Jameis to be like a bridge guy? Can do we want Jameis to be the bridge guy if we if we get a first round pick for Sean Payton and we get a rookie quarterback that we like? Do we like Jameis to be the bridge guy? Or do we play him for a month and you're like, dude, it is just it's it's horrible. He's not the dude. And we want Andy Dalton to be the backup when when we go get a rookie quarterback or whatever. But I think after the bye, you play Jameis just just to change it up and just to see because you got to get answers you got to get answers on James for 2023 but but not against yeah. not against Tampa I don't think I uh, yeah I'm on the fence like I any time I think anything is up for evaluation when you score zero points like but we I, didn't score but like if so I, I think everyone's job is in jeopardy uh and, and Dennis Allen like he's probably not going to do anything because uh, I just feel like he's I mean I feel like he's been chicken shit honestly this whole time like he He's never cut guys for making mistakes. He's never made the building yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. He's kind of just been like, oh, we're going to fix this internally. So, like, I, I, I have no faith that he's going to try to mix things up. Uh, but I will say this. Keeping Callaway out of the offense, and then it's not that I think Callaway's a world beater, but, like, he was the leading receiver for the team last year. And, like, for, for Kevin White and Traquan Smith to continually run routes – and produce absolutely nothing. nothing yeah, for this I, just, I don't. It's I like, don't understand. Why? It. Why is Callaway a healthy? Callaway, I don't, I don't say know. what you want about that dude. He makes contested catches. Sometimes. Sometimes. Like I feel better about him, way better than I feel about Kevin White and Traquan Smith. It's just. I, I mean, here's the thing, though. I'm not going to die. I'm not dying on a hill for any of the quarterbacks on the Saints roster. It ain't happening. No, so, no. Travis, what you got for us? We've got a couple minutes, and we got to get out of here. Well, what I was going to say is is that, you know, let's say, you know, the Saints, as it's been the case all year, mess around and beat the Bucks next week. It, it'd be hard for Dennis Allen to go to Jamison at that point of, oh, well, Andy Andy does it now. It's, 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 it's oh, just, I, oh I, I think if Andy wins next week, really regardless of how he plays, honestly. Like, it, let's say they win 20 to 17 despite Andy he throws a couple picks but like you know Tampa misses a field goal late and the Saints win I, I think even then you're kind of stuck because Andy's gotten you to the spot so I I, I think if, you, if I think Ralph is correct I, I, I I'm tempted to make the move now because they just got shut out and I'm just, yeah you could you kind of have to because you're forcing you're, you're forcing the team's hand of like Hey, you have to lose now for us to do anything. Just do right. it now, and then let next Monday kind of be the result of where you go from wherever. I mean, it, it can't get much worse. You no, know? I just, I just, I just feel like Tampa has Jameis's number. You know, he, last year they injured him; they tore his ACL. Uh, this year they they tore his foot. I feel like every time he plays Tampa, something bad happens, and and, and so I, I just think. 
yeah, I, I think Ralph's right. I think you go one more week with Andy. And like he said, like, look, the Saints went on the road at Tampa, and the division's kind of still up Dude, there. if they <laughs> win, if they win in Tampa, because they're a game and a half out, if they win in Tampa, they are 5-8. and eight, And listen, I don't know who Atlanta has, but listen, even if Atlanta. over Atlanta, because if they beat them, then they sw- sweep them for the season. Yeah, like like Atlanta, um, Atlanta has the Steelers next week. But like, so like if so what? Atlanta Atlanta wins and they're six and seven, right? And the Saints are five and eight. You beat Atlanta the next week. You're six and eight. They're six and eight, and you hold the tiebreaker. So like. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I think Ralph's right though. I, I I think if if they fail to beat Tampa with Andy Dalton next week, then you then you get a bye week, and that just gives Jameis Winston more time to rest his back, rest his foot, and then at some point, like you got to figure out like I, the the evaluation of Jameis Winston this season has been wholly unfair because of the injuries that he's dealt with, and so mm-hmm. I I would love to see him with more snaps on the other side of these injuries, where hopefully, especially after the bye week, like he's had enough time where. Maybe he can go out there and, and play, and let's let's see what he has. Um, it, but, yeah, Travis, your thoughts there? Yeah, and my, and my last comment, and I'll, I'll let you go. The, the one thing that I've kind of thought about over the last week is, you know, we've always talked about Dennis Allen's job in terms of performance. But for me, the, at least the way that I look like with someone like Gail Benson, who ultimately makes the call in all of this, you know, she has very meticulously crafted her persona within New Orleans is being like the matriarch of being the mother. She seemed, at least to me from the outside looking in, seems very concerned with the public's opinion of her and the franchise for as many, you know, hashtag fire Dennis Allen's we've seen and, you know, a, a loss like today. And if things really start going sideways on the back end of the month, how much do you think just public perception can change and maybe weight more than what performance on the field is in, in, in the way they kind of view the, 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 the coaching Ooh, staff and the head coaching position? And I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. Guys and, and, and thanks, Travis. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I think Gail really – I'm not going to say she has no say because she's the owner, but I really I, – I think Gail has no opinion. On like I, I just think Dennis Lausha and, and, and Mickey Loomis are going to tell her what they think, and most of the time she's going to tell them sounds good to me. So I, I I just think this is Mickey's call all the way. And I look, I, it's not like I think Gail, if she was like really bothered by something or saw something that she didn't like, of course she has ultimate authority. She's the owner, but like I just view it very similar to the Stan Van Gundy situation with with Griffin, where she. she he, he said, look, I think we made a mistake hiring this guy, and he's lost the team, and we need to move on. I know we just hired him, and I know we're going to lose a bunch of money that we committed to him, but, like, we've got to make this move for the better of the franchise. And, and, and she, she empowered that. She said, all right, let's do it. Let's go hire Willie Green yeah. and, and, and after one year. And, but I, I just don't see Mickey Loomis going to Gail and saying that. And, and if Mickey says, look, Gail, like, yeah, I'm disappointed about the season, but like I think it's too soon. We got to give Dennis another chance. We got to try to do better this off season. And look, Mickey Loomis is just as much to blame for this season. Like every off season move they made this year has blown up in their face, except Olave. With the except Olave, but like I, I just think like all of these off season moves, like a lot of the decisions they made, like they didn't work out. And Mickey Loomis has had his hand in a lot of that stuff. So I, I just 
I don't think Mickey Loomis in good conscience would be like, Hey, we, we need to, we need to ax this guy. I, I just, I think he'll show more patience there. Mm-hmm. And I think Gail, I think Gail will respect whatever route Mickey wants to go. Uh, Tr- Troy, unmute yourself. What you got? Do y'all notice like every time it's third and 11, third and 12, we always dump it off. Like nowhere near the sticks. Like, did they, yeah. did they not trust Andy Dalton to get 12 yards? I mean, I, I, I actually don't think it's an Andy Dalton thing, Troy. I actually think they don't trust the offensive line. I, I think the last two weeks, when you consider the injuries that they've had, th- this week they were a little bit healthier, but like that Hurst Bosa matchup is just horrible. And I, I think they know third and 11, if they put Andy Dalton in a position where he goes seven foot, seven step drop and he's l- allowing routes to develop, like that's just a sack and a turnover waiting to happen. And, and I think it's a lot less about Dalton than I think it's a lot more about lack of trust in the offensive line. And, and, and the matchup, you know, obviously, just with the Rams, with, with uh, Aaron Donald, and, and this week with Bosa. I mean, th- those are some of the best pass rushers we'll see all year. And even on the last drive in the goal line, Bosa jumped off sides and they yeah. didn't call it. But, <laughs> like, hey, Troy, you're, you're right. Like, like it, 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 was like, it was like three and a half hours of hell is what this was. Like, because the thing is, if the Saints, when they played the Ravens, the Ravens got up and you were like, the Saints could play all week and they're not score on this Ravens defense. Like, Justin Houston is out of the retirement home and is going to be AFC player of the week and he had like two and a half sacks and I think he recovered a fumble or maybe they had an interception. You're like, the Saints ain't scored. They scored. They, they had some late uh, garbage time touchdowns. But when the game was in the balance, you were like, they're not... They're not scoring, and they can't really stop Lamar. Baltimore's dropping passes. This game was so frustrating because the Saints kept fighting out your fighting their guts out. And Andrew, as bad as it was, and I looked up and I was like, God, if they could punch this in, there's seven minutes left. It's a one-score game. Like maybe a miracle can happen. And they just like that's what made it so agonizing today. It was completely excruciating. Excruciating. Yep. I would say one of the top five worst Saints experiences of my life. Like regular season. Well, you're, you're, you're a prisoner of the moment. And there's been a lot of really bad ones. But th- this one, like, I, I don't mean to discount you, Ralph. Like, it was really frustrating. Like, I was legitimately, from, from, from the, re- I mean, really from the Camara fumble on the opening drive on, I was pissed off this whole game. That's right. Like, it, it's, it's very rare that I'm, like, just legitimately angry i was right after the official and, with the olave call i texted you i was like i'm just pure rage i i literally yeah. put down my phone for like 35 minutes in the game because i was like i do not want to tweet something and get canceled yep all right well we, we don't have much time left and we got a few people that want to talk so mr cleo unmute yourself uh, you got about 30 seconds go Hey guys, I just I'm looking for a dramatic benching or cut. <laughs> to send, seriously, to send like I just remembered, and people used to get benched and cut, and I just don't see that happen anymore. Are we just so I, injured that I, that's I, not on the I don't, table. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's happening. I, I'm with you. Like, well, I, I mean, I guess you can make the argument. Jameis was kind of benched. I mean, he was also injured, so <laughs> yeah. you know. But then I guess like at one point, Dennis Allen said he's healthy now, and then we're, we're sticking with Andy. So. That's really been the only one, but like, yeah, I just like, what, what about Dennis Allen at any point makes you think he has the stones to do something like that? He doesn't have the stones in game to go for it on fourth down. Yeah. I, I just, 
to me, I see a guy that's trying, he's not trying to reinvent the wheel. He's just trying to keep this train on the tracks. So like I, I at no point during his head coaching stint and like, Make no mistake, when I say I don't think the Saints are going to fire Dennis Allen and I think he's going to be the coach next year, that's not to say that I like him. And that's not to say that I'm pleased with the job that he's doing. And, and I, I think at every turn, and I would say that the Deshaun Watson stuff was the only time that I saw the Saints pivot and say, actually, we're going to get weird and do something really different and unexpected. But when it didn't work out with Deshaun, they decided, you know what, we're going back to, we're running it back. Yeah. We're going to be safe. We're going to be safe. We're going to be comfortable. And I'm just going to keep this train on the tracks. And I feel like Dennis Allen has operated that way all season long. And at no point has he tried to get clever and weird and, and shake things up. Well, they, they, I, I, the closest they've come is putting cut. Shahid in the offense. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see Honey Badger cut tomorrow. Just no, stop. I mean, like. Why is it his like he made the play? Like he made the play. The guy catches it on his back. No, like if you want to cut somebody, cut Chris Harris. If if you if you need a guy that's like I gotta make an example. Chris Harris is the guy I would be like, cut him good. Both of them. Honey Badger, it's it's not just based on today, it's the body of work. He's just not working. It's, he's too slow. He's not making plays done. Anyway, thanks, guys. Yeah, and yeah thanks. By man. the way, before we get to before we get to Jeebus, I want to say, guys, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, please support Saints Happy Hour podcast. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com, become a patron. Joseph did it this morning, and we need your support to keep the community going, to keep it growing. You can be in our private Discord. We have a lot of fun during games. You support the show. It allows us to do amazing, fun stuff. During the Saints season. Shout, shout out to Joseph, by the way. That's a true Saints. That is. He, like, becomes, he, he becomes a patron at four and eight. Uh, mad respect. That's right. To that guy. That's yeah, right. That's, that's awesome. All right. Uh, G, Jeebus, unmute yourself. Uh, you got about 30 seconds. Go. Yeah. Hail Mary here. What do you think the likelihood is that Mickey Loomis gets his old friend, best friend, Sean Payton to come back next year. <laughs> Please, I, I, God. I, I, I don't think it's happening. I, I just don't. And, uh, you know, I, yeah. honestly, like, I would be open to it. So I, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's like, no, nope, he chooses to leave. And, and I, like, at this point, like, I've watched what it looks like on the other side. The grass isn't greener, in fact. Yes. And, like, I, I don't want Dennis Allen. That's like, right. I know they're going to run it back with him, but I don't want him. Like, I would much rather have Sean Payton and, and forget the picks and just have Sean Payton all over again. But, like, I, I think it, it runs deeper than that. Like, I, I don't think Sean Payton wants to come back to New Orleans. Yeah. I, and, and, like, he doesn't want to take Dennis's job from him. No. And here's the, here's the thing, like, with the Dennis Allen thing is when I say, you know, and, and you, you said it as it, it, when we say Dennis Allen's going to be the coach next year, people on Twitter take it as an endorsement. It's not an endorsement when I say there's an, I think there's a 99% chance Dennis Allen is going to be the coach in 2023. It's not an endorsement of Dennis Allen, but it's me trying to live in the reality in which the Saints are going to operate, right? So, like, yeah. I, I have to live in the reality of that. And when, when we get to the offseason, try to figure out what they're going to do and the moves they make, you have to try to live in the reality. It's not an endorsement of Dennis Allen. The one thing I'll say about Sean Payton, uh, the Chargers won today, but Denver, they might fire their coach tomorrow. 
I am not kidding. Nathaniel Hackett, he might get fired out of cannon tomorrow. Uh, Arizona is bad. In Houston, in a football-crazy state, the Texans are beyond irrelevant. And I know the Texans historically don't make giant moves, but they are in a crisis of confidence where their stadium is more than 50% empty every week. And I don't think drafting a quarterback number one is going to fix that. So I just say, keep an eye on the Texans in the Sean Payton sweepstakes because the Texans could say to the Saints, hey, we'll give you Cleveland's pick, which is going to be like 10-11. We're going to keep the number one overall pick. And Sean, here's 20-plus million. Pick the quarterback you want. And you could 20 plus 20 plus million a year. Yeah. Like I could yeah. see the Texans being Sean. Here's five years, 125 million. You get to pick the quarterback you want. And Sean Payton will say, I'm the culture. I'm going to fix the culture. Here. I see a lot of similarities between the Texans and the saints in 2006. I'm going to yeah. fix it. For, and, for, for all of you that are like, nah, Sean said he prefers culture. And in the quarterback doesn't matter as much as we think, I'll tell you what matters guaranteed money he wants to pretend that it doesn't i promise you that i'm gonna i'm gonna steal your joke that you texted me andrew andrew texted me when sean payton talks about culture that's him telling all the crappy teams pay me more yep yep pay me more that there's that and then also if you remember sean payton when he's asked what do you remember the most about that season that that you sat out and he says the $8 million I lost. That's right. So, like, uh, yeah, he's petty. Like, he, he dude cares about money. Let's the dude, be honest. And, and right. people, Everybody does. People on Twitter uh, that are like, oh, Ralph, Sean Payton, he will take five years, $100 million from San Diego, and he will pass up six years and $150 million from the Texans. Don't don't be ridiculous. Yeah. He won't take that. Don't be a child. Remember Dennis Deshaun Watson? He said, oh, He's looking for the right team. He wants to go home to Atlanta or maybe go to the Saints because the Saints have a contending team in a built-in culture where he can win. And then I took a nap and he woke up and he was going to fucking shithole Cleveland. Uh, it's amazing what two hundred fifty million right. guaranteed dollars will do for you. Don't be a Jonathan, child and tell me money don't matter. Okay, Jonathan, Jonathan unmute yourself, unmute yourself you and you're going to take us out of here. <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, thanks again for having me on. But uh, I have a quick question. Uh, how much faith do you have in Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael drafting and developing a quarterback for the future? None. 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 But, you know, I mean, obviously Jeff Ireland's in that room and uh, Mickey Loomis is in that room. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – man, it's it's tough. Like, I, I, I don't really have a lot of confidence in the existing stuff that, that surrounds the Saints building right now. I don't. None. And it's, it starts with the coaching. And, and I think that's what you're getting at. Like, even if Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland identify the right guy, I think what you're really asking is how much confidence do the Saints have in developing that guy? Well, From but, a coaching standpoint, but, I, I don't. But the Jonathan, don't. But, but Jonathan, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you draft the right guy, say the Saints draft a guy and we are like – I'll make the comparison of like Justin Fields for the Bears. 
right? They drafted him two years ago. They fired everybody. And then they this year, and look, the Bears are still terrible. But Justin Fields is at least interesting. And you think, ah, maybe the right coach could get him right. Like, if the Saints draft the right guy. I know it's not a it's not an apples-to-apples comparison because they're not picking number one. But Jacksonville, they drafted Trevor Lawrence. And they were like, Urban Meyer's a freaking disaster. Fired everybody, but they knew that Trevor Lawrence, as bad as he was his rookie year, they knew that like we'll get a we'll get a professional adult coach in here and it can be fixed. So like, I think if you can draft the right quarterback, the infrastructure it matters. But if you can get the right guy, you can you can get the coach later. Maybe maybe I'm just uh, uh, Ralph. I'll I'll say this in closing because I gotta go. This game, in some ways, it was it was infuriating. It was maddening. It was also hilarious. It was, <laughs> it was. It was hilarious for the Saints to, to shut down Debo Samuel, to shut down Kittle, to, to shut down Brandon Ayuk. To, Christian McCaffrey did nothing in this game. Like, they, to hold them to 13 points. If I told you before the game that San Francisco would score 13 points, but, but I should have known that the Saints <laughs> would fumble the game away, that, that the officials would do everything in their power to screw them over yes. anything that remotely uh, would be justified as a 50, 50 call or 50, 50 exactly. ball the, the saints would be on the losing end of that. Will Lutz would miss a field goal. Like, uh, like Trevor Penning would come back and gets excited right up until the second where we saw him play. And then we would hate him. Like, <laughs> it, was just, like it was all these things that just like, it, it was just classic 2022 saints. This game was so classic 2022 it Saints, was. I can't even describe it. This will be, when, when somebody says, describe the 2022 Saints season to me, I will sit them in a chair, I will strap them in so they cannot get up like Clockwork Orange, and I will pry open their eyes, and I will make them watch this game. Yeah, and uh, you know what? The NFC South, they all deserve each other. They, it's, and, it, and, and, and you know, you know the, the most hilarious thing is that Carolina, who is by far the worst team of the four, has probably had like the two or three best games. Dude, if the Saints win, the Saints are not out of this shithole division. I know it's crazy. I know it's maddening, but they're not out of it. They'll be out of it when they lose Monday in Tampa, but right now they're not out of it. I hate and love 2022 so much. Uh, Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us support the show seriously we need you your support to keep this going give us a chance sign up go to saintshappyhour.com become a patron you get swag you get access to the discord we need you please 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 support the show drink have a fun rest of your sunday and guys join us on the live stream on twitch monday night we'll have jokes we'll have video we'll have thomas doing funny comedy things uh until then We'll see you. Have a great rest of your Sunday, or at least try to.